Hi, I'm Melissa. And I'm Amber. And you're listening to the AM Podcast. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Uh, This is part two of our deep dive of D-Day by August D, um, a.k.a. Sugar of BTS's um, first solo album. So we're going to go ahead and uh, go through the second half of the album, starting with People Part 2 featuring IU. He put out a music video for this song, so we're going to talk about the music video first and then the lyrics. So in terms of the music video, what were your thoughts, Amber? Um, I just thought it was simple and chill, honestly. Um, And I think that it's clever that he chose to shoot it in like a house. I believe he was in the house the entire time um, just because he had mentioned in I think it was at the it was either at the end of the video it didn't end of the music video or in the documentary he had mentioned that um he wrote the song during covid when they couldn't do anything and as all of us know we were locked in the house so i thought it was interesting that um he decided to do that um and yeah it was i mean the scenery was beautiful i don't know what house he was in I don't know what it was, but it was so pretty. Um, so yeah, that's that was my thoughts on the music video. Okay. Well, my thoughts is just that it was a completely different vibe from Higgum, um, which was, you know, very much more intense. Um, it was definitely more intense. So that was interesting that he decided to put out something that was a bit softer. This this was actually the first music video he put out. The so I guess a pre release track. So, anyways, so he put out this one first and then Headgum afterwards. And so, you know, it's interesting how, like, you know, you thought, you know, with this album, with this song, that the album may have been a little bit more, like, I thought it was going to be, um, I don't know, not ballady, really, but I thought it was going to be very introspective, which it is, sort of, but, um, it has a lot more like hip hop songs on there than I thought there would be based off of this song. But I should have known from Jimin's album that from his pre-release track that, um, you know, not everything is don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Anyways. Um, yeah. So I just, it was just completely different by very soft, like we said, very chill. Um, and yeah, not much to say. So, moving on to the lyrics. Amber, what were your thoughts about the lyrics? Um, so, he explained um, when he wrote this song, he wrote it in a time when he thought he lost everything. And I feel like you can kind of feel that underlying feeling throughout the entire song. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to like just say that about the overall song. There are three lyrics that stuck out to me the first one is from the chorus and i'm not gonna lie to y'all i was super confused with the chorus um yeah i was really confused but i will say i do understand the line when he said um no nobody doesn't know anymore um and i just feel like it's just because like during covid we were all not sure when it would end and how we would make up for the time that was lost. Like, I know a lot of people had things planned and I don't know, being, being, being locked. 
I don't want to say locked away, but having to stay like in your house and not being able to like see your friends, um, other family, like significant others or whatever. I feel like you were just kind of like, oh, like what, what are we going to do? You know? And it's just like, before it might've felt like you had some grasps on like, or some control over like what you did in your life. But then like COVID hit and you're like, oh snap, like I'm, what a, I don't, I don't really have freedom at this moment to do what I want to do. Um, and so it's just kind of like, yeah, like you really don't know anymore what's to come next. Um, so yeah, I did understand that line of the course. The rest of it, I don't know, but, <laughs> but this one I understood. Um, so the next lyric that I liked was forever something like a sandcastle, you know, it comes crumbling down at the calmest of waves. Um, and it's just like to compare forever to a sandcastle. It's just, I don't know. It made me put into perspective just how like quote unquote fragile forever technically could be because like a sandcastle, if y'all build one, it could be torn down so easily. It, it could be the wind. The wind could knock the sandcastle over if you don't build it correctly. And, like, definitely the comments of waves because, like, it just comes, creep up, take a little bit of your sandcastle and go back. And then the next thing you know, like, two minutes later, it's gone. So, I don't know. It just really put – and so having that analogy really put into perspective how easy the future can be taken away from us and how we really need to live our lives for now and not truly like focus on the future. I mean, you can think about the future, but really most of your attention should be on what you're doing now and today and just living your best life. Um, yeah. And then the final lyric that I had is a little long, but like stick with me. Um, it says that selflessness can actually be selfish too. It's true. It's actually my greed when I say that it's all for you. Will I be happy if I give up my greed? A half illusion that can never be fulfilled. They say life's a struggle between resistance and submission. I say it's a struggle against loneliness. First of all, here comes that stupid little word, loneliness, creeping up in every member's <laughs> album at some point somewhere. Um, but the other, but this lyric personally um, made me think that um, this need not to be lonely, like, it made me question, does it push people to be selfless in order to keep people around? Um, and it's like, you know, with you thinking that you're selfless and like, you know, you're doing what you need to do. You may think that you're happy just because you're not, you're not like lonely. Yeah. So it makes you think that you're happy, happy that you're not lonely, but you won't actually be living your like life freely just because it's like, you're always constricted, constricted. You're always forced to live your life in a way that will keep people around you so you can't really live like you want to be and you know life is just I feel like I said this before but like it, it's just like he seems to keep pointing out throughout all the songs that like life is a balance like you're playing a game of like balance between like I don't know I guess being like a a good citizen or a good person of society while also doing what you want to do and I feel like it's just this life this 
big balance between selflessness and selfishness. And then I feel like he's also saying that it's okay to be greedy and go for the things you want. Um, so yeah, that's how I felt about this song. What are your thoughts, Melissa? Hmm. That's quite interesting, Amber. Um, I also chose a sandcastle lyric <laughs> that I've uh, resonated with. But in general, I thought it was a very beautiful song. I thought it was a good summary and interpretation of um, of like the give and take of loneliness. Um, well, actually, I also saw this online. So I thought this was um, a good, I don't know, way of saying like what the song was about. So uh, my thoughts were that it's a really pretty song. Um, and something that I saw online, I think on Genius's website, actually, I don't know, I guess people can like add in like additional context to songs. Um, but part of what they said was that, um, that it's about the give and take of loneliness and, um, and how he loves both describing his conditionality and frailty, as well as how people deal with loneliness that follows its loss. Um, so that goes along with what you were saying about, and it's shown, I guess, in the in the Sandcastle's lyric and how the future is kind of fragile in a sense. Um, so one of the lyrics that I thought was interesting. So, okay, because I also was confused about the chorus, right? And so I did a little bit of like kind of research a little bit. I don't know. I Googled something. Um, and... So the chorus is, the full chorus is, so time is yet now, right here to go. I know, you know, anything does know. So time is yet now, right here to go. Nobody doesn't know anymore. Actually, there might be more to that, but I think that's basically the gist of the chorus. Um, and so what someone had said online was, if you like add in like commas in certain places in the chorus, it might make a little bit more sense because grammatically, at least in the English language, it doesn't quite make sense. At least that's why it didn't quite make sense to me. Just because grammatically, I don't know, like yet now doesn't technically make make sense. Um, but I'm gonna say I'll just I'll just say what the person online had said, and so it kind of makes a bit more sense to me. But they said, you know, if you think of the first two lines as a list of what time is like everything when you know falls into place so like time is yet meaning you know still yet usually means you know still not here or still persisting now is current means current and right here means always present you know and then to go meaning like the future so and then you know as you go on to this to the second part um you know I know you know, you know, meaning like, like, I know you know this, you know, basically, meaning, you know, at this point, anything, anyone, any object, you know, does know. And then time is yet, meaning like still not here or still persisting. Now, current, meaning current, right here, meaning always present to go to the future. Nobody doesn't know anymore. Basically, I think you summarized it though earlier, how like, you know, during the pandemic, you know, we were all just lost in rushing through life. Um, and yeah, and no one really knew what to do, like from the top of the, you know, 
executives or the people in charge of like health and I don't know in the U.S. it's called health and human services but it might be something else I think each country may have their own like health organization structure like World Health Organization actually World Health Organization I think is what am I saying I don't know it's who yeah but they didn't even know either though so or the CDC and the CDCs and other the Center for Disease Control. I think that's what they stand for, right? Center for Disease Control. Centers for Disease and Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Um, I just I wonder if there's like a, a, a global version of that or if that's supposed to be who. It might be who. Right? I think that's supposed to be who. Okay. It might be who. Okay, clearly we don't know too much, but like don't <laughs> don't fault us, okay? But I guess what I'm saying is that I think in this in the chorus He's saying that, like, we didn't know what was going on. Like, we didn't know what was going on. We still don't really know what, what's going on. And, you know, and um, in terms of the future, you know, no one really, really doesn't know. Like, we still don't know. We don't know what the future holds. We don't. And so, and I think he's, I and mean, basically, I think what this person's also saying is that, you know, this whole chorus is just a compressed version of like time, like representing time, you know, the past, the current, the future. And so we just all, we, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, that's that lyric, the chorus. Um, second lyric that, um, that I actually understood more. Um, I think you said the same thing. But basically about the sand castle. So forever's something like a sand castle. I'm not gonna say the whole thing. It's already you already said it. But you know, I also to add on to what you were saying, I just also just want to say that I, I think that it also just means that, you know, that basically forever's not guaranteed and it's uncertain because, you know, like the lyric said, and like you said, you know, the smallest wave can come down and just wash away the future. Okay, maybe not the future, the sand castle, but the, the the waves are, I guess, it's, I guess supposed to represent like life sort of. So basically life, you know, tomorrow could come crab crumbling down. We can't worry about that. Can't worry about it. You know, just, just live your life. Okay. And then this, the last lyric I really liked, I don't know. And people have talked about this concept before, but for the first time reading it in the English translation, in this version, I don't know. Something about it resonated with me. I don't know. But anyways, the lyric is, what is it about loss that makes us so sad? Really, it's the dread that makes us so sad. And I was like, that's it. That's it. You know, like he, it's, he's put into layman's terms, like why the future can seem so scary or why leaving a relationship can be so scary. You know, this could be like a friendship or like a, a, a romantic relationship. A romantic relationship. Um, like it's the uncertainty of what happens next because, you know, you've spent all of this, time and effort, you know, pouring yourself into this relationship. And it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's the, it's like, it's the dread of the loss, like that, you know, that is, is really like, it's the uncertainty, you know, I was like, that's it. Like that, that's it. Mm -hmm. So those were the lyrics that I, that stuck out to me in that song. Is there anything that you want more you wanted to add? just two things one thank you for the clarification of the chorus because this girl right here was lost um 
when when you said you put like punctuation in there, it made sense. And I wish I could, because like even on the music video, there's no punctuation, and so I still was like lost. But when you put it like that, it makes sense. So I really appreciate that. The second thing is, I really like this lyric too. I just didn't know how to. Pr- Sorry, let me rephrase that. Let, let me start over so y'all know what lyric I'm talking about. The one, the lyric about what is it about loss that makes us so sad? Like, I really like that too. And I'm happy you put that there. Um, just because, like, I wanted to put it there, but, like, I already put, put too many lyrics. I wasn't trying to go. Um, the whole song. <laughs> yeah, because it's basically the whole song at that point. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I agree. I don't know. It's a different way to put into perspective loss because really it is really dread that makes you sad but i mean i think losing the person is also sad like if you lose someone or you lose anything in your life it can make you well i guess it is the dread because how are you gonna okay i'm spiraling but i'm just saying yeah i agree um so i don't know when i saw that like when i when i heard i was like yeah he he put into some good words there it was short, sweet, simple, straight to the point. Loved it. Um, but yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Okay, so the next song is Polar Night. Amber, what were your thoughts about this song? This is a this is a good song. This is a good song. I mean, they're all great songs, but I like this one just because this song lyrically really calls out people um as like a universal society. Like I'm not talking about like just just like people in their own countries. I just think like mankind in general um it definitely caused it calls us out um when it comes to expressing our opinions and um that's just like to me that was like the whole gist of this song um but one of the lyrics that i really liked was um you know there's no such thing as good faith i'm not interested in facts if you're not on my side and then it goes on to say um if you're not on my side, you're all my enemies. And I just, this really like resonated with me because when I saw it, I was like, yes, exactly. Because I was like, we live, we live in this society where like everything is either this or that. You are with me or you're against me. Like everything's super black and white right now. And I'm not, and there's no in between. And I'm not sure at what point just like we as a society have like changed this because I feel like before you could be like you know you're my you're like you know you might like like someone or like they might be your friend or whatever and you could be like you know I really I really like this that you said but like this other thing you said yeah I don't like that and they'd be like okay cool yeah I totally understand but now I feel like we live in this world where it's like you're either with me 100% or you're not with me at all and so um yeah, that's just how I felt. And I feel like that that stands true, especially when it comes to um, just being in, like, a K-pop fandom. Like, some people will, like, <laughs> like, people will be like, you don't, you don't like this song? Well, then you're not, you're not really a fan. Like, you don't like them. There's, and it's just like, no, I just don't like this one, this, this one song out of the hundreds of songs that they already put out. I just don't like this one song. I was just gonna say, I was, yeah, that that just gave me war flashbacks to like dynamite and permission to dance. <laughs> because the way people were pulling up people online for, for those who didn't like the song, 
only for BTS to later come out and say, like, yeah, that, that we didn't really want like those songs either. Like they, mm-hmm. they didn't. I'm mean, said this in too many words, but basically they lost themselves when they were doing mm-hmm. those songs. Anyways, just that was just interesting that you said that because it brought back war flashbacks. People are like, oh, you're not army, da, 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 da. because I don't like mm-hmm. songs. Out of how many right. songs that they've done, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, even we have said like in uh, some of their other like albums, we're like, yeah, this one's this one's not hitting. This is not it. Okay, but but no, I agree. I'm sorry. That's it. Yeah, if you want to be technical, we have said that about other songs too. But yeah, I mean, but we've also said that about other artists as well. So I mean, like we've also, you know, we both like kind of agree. You I mean you can correct me if you don't agree, but I feel like we've kind of said that. Um, you can be a, a fan without loving every single thing that a group puts out or every single thing that they do. I mean, I feel like that's the key to being a true fan is that like you just don't blindly follow them because I feel like that's that's what's separate. Okay, I know I didn't mean this to turn into like a whole like fan thing, but I feel like that's definitely what separates someone from being like a fan girl or a boy or person fan person i think that might be the better way to say this like to be well, okay you guys understand what i'm trying to say i'm trying to be like correct in some way but i can't but it, but you guys know what i'm trying to say like the separation between being like a fan girl and being like a true fan and to me that's like the difference but um yeah this lyric when i saw it 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 just it, it just gave me that like yes thank you someone for pointing that out um the second lyric that i liked was truth and lies are up to your taste i close my eyes to the uncomfortable truth selective hypocrisy and uncomfortable attitude the interpretation that only suits my mood um and i just wanted to say this one made me just feel like you know people are quick to stand for what they want to but when someone questions it or points out the flaws or points out how a person's action doesn't match their words they don't they don't want to say anything because it makes them uncomfortable so they choose to just like kind of turn the other way um and so it's just i don't know it i think this just goes back to like that first lyric that the lyric I just talked about because it's just like it all bunches together and it's just like you can't be selective like that but you know I feel like as a society we do live in this like selective mood whenever we want to so um and I agree I feel like that interpretation is a very good one that he made um when it comes to society so yeah those are my thoughts on polar night Melissa what are yours I just wanted to also add, like, you also see that in, like, fandoms, like, the selective hypocrisy when certain things happen in certain groups. And anyways, just interesting. Very much so. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a message that he was saying, but uh, that's how I, I can see that happening in real life. Um, in, my, in our... Okay, moving on. So, <laughs> uh, my thoughts about this song. Um... Yeah, you know, I I thought maybe he was talking about the press again. I don't know. But, and so, I think that your interpretation was a lot better than mine. So, I think I'm just going to, you know, let that one rest. My thoughts about what the song was about. But there were some lyrics that stood out to me. So, uh... And the, okay, this is why I thought it was, it was about the press too, but just about like maybe it's just people in general also. But 
and maybe it's just like it's all just rolled into one maybe but anyways there's one lyric that i was a little bit confused about but um so he says are we seeing this world right it's it is all dirty am i also clean it is all dirty are you clean between dark questions and and, and indiscriminate and indiscriminate accusations what do we fight for it is all dirty am i also clean it is all dirty are you clean and so i was wondering is he saying that we all guilty like we're all guilty of like prejudging people and like circumstances and like like none of us are innocent for this okay based on what you said earlier yeah i think that's what he's saying too like we're all guilty of this i love this i love that because he's saying that we can all work on ourselves yeah. I also like noise made by the yellow press makes a choice by someone's advantage. And so this is why I thought it's about the press. But it could just be maybe this is just the English translation part of it where like maybe like the press doesn't necessarily mean the actual press. Sorry, I'm like a visual learner, you know? So I'm really I was I when you said when it said press, I literally thought of like the media. But this could probably just mean just like sensationalism of media just by people in general like but anyways so yeah because yellow journalism was a style of newspaper reporting that emphasized sensationalism over facts so that's why and so i think what he was saying here was that he's talking about the sensationalism of i don't know of rumors or or blowing things out of proportion rather than focusing on the facts of um, a situation. So, and that goes along with like the truth and the lies that he was talking about earlier. Um, and, you know, and standing up for, standing up for things that believe in. So the other lyric that I guess stood out to me was what was the, what, I think, the, I think there was a word that was missing. Or what's the point? It might have been, what's the point of us fighting and hitting each other? Look at the sp- end of the spear. Um, and I guess this is why I keep going back to the press. I don't know. Because I was thinking, like, okay, look at the end of the spear. A spear has one end, right? The pointy end. Like, or, or, or it has a pointy end. And it has, well, I, I think there might be, there. I think there's double double-ended spheres <laughs> maybe I'm, I might be off base but I was thinking there are there are spheres with two there are with two points okay so maybe uh, he didn't say he didn't specify if this sphere if this sphere has one end or two but I'm thinking he's thinking it might be one. He's saying, look at the end of the spear. Ooh, it could be a double-ended spear. Because it's like he's saying he could be saying that, you know, look at the look at the ends. Like, look who look at who y'all who you're fighting with. Look at who you're fighting against. Like, is it worth it? Like, like, don't you feel silly? Like if it's two, if it's two, if it's if it's a double-edged spear, but if it's a single spear, you know, maybe you would look at who's holding the spear. Like who? It's the press. Who's forcing the thoughts into that are that are forcing the sensationalism? Mm-hmm. There's multiple meanings here, Amber. There's multiple meanings here. 
There could be multiple things going on. Is there anything that you wanted to add to this? Or No, I have nothing to add. Okay, well, yeah, like I said, it's multiple meanings. And so I think we both, you know, have a different approach. Though we're all, we both basically think that this song's about the same sort of thing. Okay, so the next song is Interlude Dawn. Um, this is an instrumental, so there aren't any lyrics. I think, you know, from my from my my opinion, was I just thought this was a good segue, good segue into the last two songs, which are um pretty calm songs. Um I don't know, because honestly I feel like it probably I was thinking like it probably could have would have been good to go before people part two too, if you wanted it to. Because I feel like all of these late l- later songs have like similar vibes but anyways um it went well to go with the the next two which were definitely more calm and a lot more well also no i think this is a good place for it because both of these i don't think introspective is the right word because he i feel like he's like talking about mm, what is the did we talk about this last time too? What is the so extra? What is it when they're when when you're not introspective? There, there was no <laughs> synonym for that. Huh. No, I just said outward looking. <laughs> I think. <laughs> okay, it, it was more outward looking. I'll just I'll just go along with that for consistency. Um, so yeah, those are my that that's those are my thoughts about about this interlude. What about you? It's this is a very pretty interlude. Um, I was actually when you know when the album first dropped, you know, your girl had to listen to it while she was working. Um, so while I was listening to album and the song came on, like when that guitar hit at one minute and fifteen seconds, like I felt that. Like I literally paused, looked at my phone, and was like, oh. Like, it really grabbed my attention. And it's just, like, really pretty. And I think it definitely... I mean, I understand what you were saying about it could have gone before people part two. Because, like, I get it. But I feel like it was really well to be placed here. Just because, like, right after... Okay, we're going to the next song. But, like, right after is Snooze. And I feel like it carries... It really sets the tone for the song that you're about to hear after it. Um, so yeah, I just thought it was really pretty. Those are my thoughts. Okay, so the next song is Snooze featuring Ryuchi Sakamoto and Wusung of The Rose. Um, Amber, what are your thoughts about this song? Um, I just have a few things to say about this um song, but I'm start first I'm gonna start with how in the documentary he said that he wrote down things in the song. Um, that he would like to say to aspiring artists and wanted this song to give them some strength and how he also knows that it's it's hard like the life that they're they're trying to um like their dream that they're trying to fulfill um he's he's basically he basically said that you know he knows it's it's hard but it's gonna be okay and you know he will accept them if they are afraid to fall um and I just thought this is just so just, I don't know, just hearing him say that, it really made me think about how he is or he must be like a really good Sunday name. And honestly, I was trying to think of a word in English <laughs> that could like 
fully encompass what like a somebody name is, but like I can't. But I just couldn't help but think like he must be a really good one. And it's really sweet um that he decided to write a song with them in mind because I'm thinking maybe there wasn't someone like that for him. And I guess it's also nice just because um just from stories that I feel like I've heard over the years from um like different artists as they were coming up. Um not all of them have like support from like back home or maybe support from friends. So like it must be comforting to know that like there's someone that's, you know, been doing this for a while that has your back. Um, so that must be very comforting. Um, also, with seeing this theme that he, he you know, the reason why he wrote the lyrics, with that, I also feel like at the same time, there are many people that can relate to this song, even if, even if they're not aspiring artists, especially if um, they are working hard to accomplish their own goal and dream. And so I feel like it's very relatable to almost anyone that's had any goal or dream. Um, And the last little bit I wanted to say was that I think Woosung had the perfect voice to sing the chorus because I feel like he's really good at knowing how to pull out the emotion that he intends you to feel when he sings a song like you just feel in his like it just feels like his voice is just like reaching in you it's like I want you to feel this emotion so here it is so um I think he did really good at that and um I mean the song is literally called snooze and Sung often can have like this very dreamy sound to his voice and so I think he did really good at selecting him um but Moving on to my lyrics that I chose um, to highlight. Uh, The first one is, so don't be miserable as me. You who sleep for your dreams, it's okay to rest. Uh, And it just feels like he's really saying, like, don't forget to pause and just rest for a bit and to really, like, learn from him and what he did. And don't keep pushing through You know, you don't have to keep going full speed ahead on like 100, you know, you, you don't have to do that. Take your time. If you continue to push that way, you might end up miserable. And so, um, I feel like that's a really good message. The second, okay, this isn't really like a lyric. It's just more so the entire second verse, really. Um, I like how in this verse, he explains that, um, he really talks about how the industry, like how the industry is, and how cutthroat it can be, and people that you considered a friend may actually backstab you, but don't don't stoop to their level. Just take it as like a lesson learned and keep moving forward. And he, you know, in in interpreting like this second verse a little more, uh, he goes on, it he it feels like he goes on to say that you know he knows that trying to be successful in accomplishing the goal that you've set for yourself or your dream will be tough and overwhelming. But he he literally in the lyrics says like, just hold on. So it's kind of just saying like, hold on, it's all worth it. And um, just specifically one line I would like to highlight from the second verse um, is that um, he says, I hope your dream won't just be left as a dream. And I feel like sometimes some of us have these dreams, but like along the way, you just kind of lose hope 
and that you're going to accomplish it or like something happens like I feel like even here specifically talking about like the industry and how people can backstab you you might even think like oh like do I even want to be here like why am I in this industry if this is how people are going to treat you but you know it's just like don't give up on that dream and just continue and push on and yeah so that's how I felt about the second verse the next lyric that I had was dream. I will be there for your creation till the end of your life. Dream. Be generous wherever you might be. Dream. You will fully bloom after all the hardships. Dream. The beginning may be weak, but the end may be great. Dream. Um, And it's just kind of just saying, you know, never give up on your dream no matter what you may face. Um, Continue to dream because when you reach that you finally accomplish it, you know, it'll all be worth it. Um, And also within this, he mentioned like you will fully bloom. And I feel like this also goes back to all these moments where he talked about, you know, being a lotus flower and blossoming from the mud. And it's just like, yo, you're just going to be fine. I don't know why. Why did I say yo? Who am I? Anyways, (laughs) he's just like, you know, you'll be fine. Don't worry. Like you, you know, the heart, like whatever you're going through, you're going to come out on top. And I just think this is a wonderful message, even for anyone that's like not aspiring to be an artist, but just has just dreams and goals in general. Like life can be hard, especially like now in this economy, things are getting rough. But um, yeah, so those, those were my thoughts. Melissa was yours. Um, so going back to the documentary, um, I thought it was just, it was, it was really, um, well, first I, I, I had hoped he was going to touch on more about how he and Wusung even got together to do the song because I had never seen them interact like at all. And it was, just, it was kind of funny. I guess it's just like, not really off topic. It's with the documentary, but it was kind of funny how like he described how um, he and IU started working on people he was like, yeah, I worked with her before. She was able to make changes like pretty quickly. So it was very efficient. So that's why I went with her. I was just like, oh, oh okay. Because there were a lot of candidates, but like she was just very efficient. I don't know. I don't know what I expected. Like, I don't know, I guess with RM's film thing that he did, it was like, yeah, you know, this song fit this person. And that's why I wanted to go with them. But I mean, Shika doesn't seem like very sentimental. Not not sentimental, but like I guess music. I get the feeling that like he loves doing music and he's very passionate about it. Because otherwise, like he wouldn't be doing it like with this with such intensity that he does. But it also feels like this is like this is also very like a business. Like he approaches his relationships with people working on them with songs with them like as a it's a business i don't know i don't know i just thought that was interesting so anyway so i just i thought we would get more about like how he and how he like reached out to wusung or wusung reached out to him like how did this even happen they just cut to them singing the song live which was fine this sounded great but i just i want a little bit more background but that's fine maybe wusung might have talked about it sometimes they do that like just offhand but anyways aside from that um with the documentary I thought it was really surreal watching him meet 
Ryuchi Sakamoto when his health was basically failing like already. Um, and it was just weird seeing him like say, you know, oh yeah, I hope his health is better. And then now we know that he recently passed away, unfortunately. And so looking back and so looking at it, looking, watching it, knowing that this is just literally just had this happened like maybe a couple weeks ago that the, that he passed away. And so I don't know, I'm just, I was glad that for him that he met someone who was so influential to him in his own career. Because he said in the movie that, you know, after he had watched a movie with his, um, with this, with his, with, with um, Ryuchi's, I don't know, do I call him Mr. Sakamoto? I don't know. Just, I don't know what to call him. With watching a movie with his, with his music being played in it, ever since he saw that movie, um, he started making his own beats and like really started his own career. So I thought that was, that was really great that he was able to meet him when he did. He was able to play for him. Like that must've been amazing. He was able to play for him. And then Ryuji also played for him. Like the whole relationship just seemed really cool. And it was also really cool to see how, um, Ryuji saw, it seemed like he saw that, that Sugar wasn't just like, he's not like a regular, like, he's not in it just for like the money. Like, I don't know. Like, it seemed like he saw that he was a true musician also. I thought that was cool. Um, anyway, it was just surreal watching it, knowing that he's now gone. And, and it was crazy that that was the second time that he had gone to Japan, apparently, because I think he, he said he went there one time and meant to meet up with him, but he couldn't because he was busy. And so, anyways, it was just, it was lucky that they got together. Anyways, long story short, um, I just thought that was really cool that he met, he got a chance to meet his, someone who was, it seemed like he could, that he really respected, um, when he could. Um, the song itself, um, I just, I agree that this, this song is, you know, you know, really beautiful sentiment to, uh, other idols, um, and, like you were saying, like they may not. At least I and I don't think I've ever. At least maybe I maybe there have been some, and I just didn't know like it was that that was the intent. Whereas with this song, we knew what the intent was because Sugar literally said what the intent was in the documentary for the song. But um, it seemed like it was rare for it seems like it's rare for idols, older idols, to write songs two younger idols and so I thought this was this this was I also agree that this was just a beautiful song um lyrics that stood out to me uh in terms of some lyrics that stood out to me um the part where he says I hope you never forget the one who scatters flowers on the road don't forget the one who cries when you're laughing because they live a day on your smile you know at first I was thinking is he just talking about the fans but you know to your point, this doesn't necessarily have to be just geared towards fans. Um, it could just be anyone who's supported. And it doesn't have to be geared towards people who are in the industry. I mean, yeah, so it could be fans or it could be talking about just people who supported you along the way in general. So I just thought that was really beautiful, um, a beautiful lyric. 
But speaking specifically about fans, the uh, the part, the last lyric about where they say, you know, because they live a day on your smile, it just that just reminds me of like that's how a lot of fan girls and I'm just gonna say fan girl, but that's how a lot of fan girls are. Um, where it's like, or just I guess K-pop fans. I'll just say K-pop fans. Like we can see and that's why, and I think that's part reason why we all love like photo cards and like just photos of our of idols that we like so much. Because like you could have the worst day ever, but just seeing like a picture of your favorite idol smiling, it's like it'll brighten like your whole day. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. Uh, it, was, it was a really good lyric. Other lyric that I really liked was. Uh, where he repeats the part, everything will be okay. And there's just something really powerful about like repeating phrases in songs that I just, I just, I love. And I love, and I felt the same way about, um, I feel the same way about Dulcet, uh, two, three. I love the, the, that they repeat the chorus in that song. It's just such a powerful statement. I just love that it just repeats um, because I feel like, Particularly, I'm, I guess I'm also saying this because he said it was to people that are younger than him that are in the industry. But I feel like they probably don't hear that enough. That, you know, and they it's probably just all, you know, go, go, go. And um, and you just basically, the only, the only time you really stop is like when like your contract is up, maybe. And that's usually like, what, five to seven years. And the way that some, and, and we all know that the K-pop industry can be like a machine where like comebacks every six months or like tours like some of them are going go on two three world tours like in a year it's crazy it's crazy how intense that life seems like it is um even now like it's just it's i mean we didn't really talk about it but someone in the industry um in a group did pass away recently and I thought it was kind of crazy how, like, I think maybe the day after he passed, there were some people, a, some, a lot of companies did delay, like, putting out um, certain content or whatever. But but after, like, that day, it was like, okay, back to business. And it's crazy because I feel like the idols in the industry who knew him didn't even get a chance to mourn him. And that's so sad. The show that he emceed on, one of those, I don't can't remember which one it is. I don't really, I, I don't know which one it is actually. But one of the shows he emceed on, they still had the show. I mean, they did like a moment of silence and gave their condolences. But it's like, why are you even airing? Like, why are you even like, I mean, that's nice, I guess. But it also felt a little bit superficial. Because they could have just canceled the show. They could have re- redone, they could have did it for, I don't know, next week or something. I don't know. I just, and then, and then even, um, other groups, they had like fan meetings and stuff. And some of the members of those groups who were really affected by his passing, like they didn't show up because how could they, they didn't have any, he just passed away. Like literally like last week. I don't know. And it just, I don't know. It's just, I just thought it was kind of crazy that, that, that's happening and yeah that's all I was gonna say and like and it's nice that Sugar or August D I don't know is putting out this put out this song to say you know everything will be okay 
And I hope that a lot of people that were affected by this, not just the idols, but just like even uh, just people who knew of him, um, that they listen to this song because it's a pretty timely song, especially with everything that is going on recently. And I um, hope they find a little bit of comfort because, yeah, anyways. But isn't it crazy how, like, it's almost like it never happened. Like, they're just going about their day. Meanwhile, his friends, his family, his fans are just, like, we're all just, like, in disbelief. Like, so we're just going to continue, like, n- nothing happened. Okay. But, um, I don't know. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you were talking about how, um, I can't remember what show it was either, but like people online are really criticizing them for like, not just like, just completely canceling it because they're like, you can tell like none of the artists really wanted to be there. Like it was tough for them. And like, I don't know. It's just crazy. Cause you're right. Like the K-pop industry seems like it doesn't stop for anyone at all. Unless they feel like if they don't stop, you know, they'll get a lot of heat for it. And that's when they'll they'll hold off on doing things. Um, but yeah, um, I agree. I hope this song brings someone comfort, anyone. Um, but I, I definitely do feel like this is a song that a lot of the younger artists need to know or hear also i just feel like we live in this world like people growing up now what they face like with like the online aspect of it and just like real life just feel like they're facing a lot more than we did growing up and so i mean just sort of fact that they're like you know pushing through trying and like doing what they need to do like a plot like applaud to them applaud to everyone that's just like doing what they need to do because it's it's tough um, but yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and the other lyrics, I don't know, the last one is kind of like part of one, part of another. So, one part of it, um, this is Wusong's part, basically, in the song, where he says, when the petals wither and fall, I'll cover you good night. When the fall goes away, I'll, I'm leaving by Blooming Dream. Um, and then later on, so he said that like, I think he said that like twice. And then later on, he says, when the last petal falls, I'll accept it, hold tight. When you reach the end of the rainbow, I'll leave by Blooming Dream. Um, and so, uh, well, I guess the first part, I should actually just say the first part first. So when the petals wither and fall apart, I thought it was interesting how throughout the song, he was saying that the younger people can rely on him to rely on him, I guess, him being sugar, um, to cheer them on throughout their career and give them guidance and advice. And like you were saying earlier, and he also mentioned this, you mentioned this earlier, but he also said this um, in the in his Sutrita um, episode with Jimin, where like, um, he didn't really have someone, you know, looking out for him who has gone through like literally what he's gone through. Um, so it's nice that I guess I'm just agreeing with what you said earlier, that it's nice that he's putting himself as like the person that they can look to. I consider it 
I mean, yes, he is their sambainan, but I guess I also consider it in the English, I consider it to be like a mentor. Basically, he's like, he could be like their mentor or someone that they can look up to. Um, which I guess is kind of the same thing, but I feel like the Korean version is, holds a little bit more weight than just like a mentor. But, um, anyways, uh, and then the last, the, the last part where he says, when the last petal falls, I just thought that was a, a really pretty way of him, like, kind of saying that, you know, confirming that they can rely on him to not abandon them, even when they've reached their, what they consider their peak of, like, success or whatever. Because I feel like sometimes, and I guess I'm thinking about it, like, outside of, like, music and stuff, but, like, you know, sometimes people look at a coach or a mentor as someone who to help them get to a certain level, and then they feel like, okay, once I'm at this level, you know, I'm good, I'm on my own, and you're expected to kind of be on your own, that he's saying, like, no, like, even at that level, actually, no, he says, I'll leave by, doesn't he? <laughs> he says, I'll leave by, but, um, you know, I don't know where I'm going, but, uh, but, you know, but his, but I think he's saying, you know, that he will not leave them until they get to the top. Is that what he's saying? Am I? No, I don't know. The when the petals wither and fall apart, like I kind of got. But I don't know about the second part because he definitely says I'll leave by like when they reach. But I don't know. I think he, I don't, I mean, I don't think he definitely means that like, bye, I'm never talking to you ever again kind of thing, you know? But I think it's more so that like, maybe he's not going to be, for a lack of a better way to say this, maybe he's not going to be behind them as much or like, mm. as like, not supportive, but, like, really trying to push them towards their goal, like, or or not really push them, but, like, just kind of be there as much because they've already made it. But it's more so, like, I don't know. It's just, like, you did it. Good job. Like, okay. I was – and it's kind of like he's saying, like, you really didn't need me. Hmm. If, he's, if he's leaving, that means he trusts them enough – well, not trusts them enough, but, like, he has enough faith in them to know that, like, I was here to have your back. But at the end of the day, like this was all you. I was I was just cheering you on. I'm I'm a cheerleader in the stands for you. Yes. You really didn't need me. This was all you. And so I think by him saying leave like I I'll leave by is basically saying like you have grown enough that you can stand on your own two feet and you don't really need me in their cheerleading stands anymore. So because this is blooming dream, like your dream was coming true, but now you're the flower, you know? So you don't need me anymore. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Thanks for helping me through that. Um, all right. So the next song, well, did you have anything you wanted to add on to that song? 
No and yes. I just also just wanted to say that the, I mean, I kind of guess I kind of touched on it, but also just want to say like everything will be okay. I just, I really like that part and he repeated it so many times. Um, and I didn't really draw the correlation or like the, the similarity between um, one, two in this song, but they also do repeat it multiple times. Um, but I don't know when he was saying everything will be okay. Well, will be okay multiple times it was as if like at first he was telling them but like they really didn't believe it and so he felt the need to like keep telling them until they're like finally reassured by it um and so yeah because like you mentioned like you know people probably don't say that to them enough or maybe they don't say it to them enough to the point where like they truly believe that everything will be okay like they might just feel like oh you're just saying that just to make me feel better but um i just feel like this one you really felt like he was saying it because he truly meant it okay so the last song is life goes on um i got really emotional and nostalgic when i realized that it basically has the same melody as the other life goes on with all of the bts members and when he did part of his same verse i don't think he did the whole same verse but i recognize the same verse from his from the original life goes on in this one i was like oh my gosh we're doing this again because i literally love that song like i love life goes on it's a great song anyways um so that being said i was a little confused about what the theme was for this song because i wasn't sure if it was supposed to be a continuation of the original one or if he's just using the original one to talk about like time and how the future isn't guaranteed. Um, so I didn't know if he was just like, so I don't know, that's what I was confused about. Um, and, but looking at the lyrics, I feel like this might be for the members. Um, the reason why I said that is because of this one lyric where he says, um, this moment when everyone stopped, the porch that looks far away today Life goes on, life goes on, life goes on, life goes on. This moment when everyone, I feel like there's supposed to be a apostrophe S there somewhere. When everyone's falling apart, our relationship is getting farther than yesterday. Life goes on, life goes on, life goes on, life goes on. So that's why I think this is for the members. Because I was wondering if the part where he says this moment when everyone stopped is them going to the military, them going to the military, because right now them as a group is like they're they're stopped as a group because they're all going off to the military. Um and I thought I thought that the porch um could be a metaphor for them like gathering again like kind of how I don't know maybe I was like going too deep into this part but I was thinking how like you know like in the magic shop they had the magic shop right where you you open the door and you're open the door to BTS's magic shop of like their world and their music and all of that so I thought you know like it's the porch the porch to like the house of the magic shop and like the porch where he's saying that looks far away today is, you know, because they're all going to the military right now. One day they will all gather together again on that porch 
knocking on the door to the magic shop and they'll be entering it again someday. And it looks like it's getting further away or that it looks like it's far away right now because they're not expected to be a full group again until 2025. So that's what I thought this um, was talking about the numbers. Also, he says our relationship is getting farther than yesterday because one by one, they're going to the military. This all comes back to the military, I guess, for me. Um, so, yeah, I think this is for the members, but that was just my interpretation. Um, I think that was all I had for my part. Um, what about you, Amber? This is one of those songs where I was completely confused about what he was talking about. And I think it's very funny because you and I had completely different understandings. You thought this was for BTS. I thought this was for ARMY. But <laughs> but I will admit at the same time, I went back and forth of whether it was for ARMY or for BTS. Um, and part of me was like, I don't know, maybe both? Yeah. Because it felt like at some parts it could be like geared towards the fans and then other parts it felt like it was geared towards BTS. But like, I think maybe he's just, maybe he's just, talking to us in a whole i don't know but i'm just gonna say i wrote these songs from the standpoint of him talking to army because that's the best way i could figure out how to like interpret this song just because like i'm an army so maybe that it would just be easier because like i'm not part of bts so <laughs> um the first lyric that stuck out to me was um I will borrow this music and give it to you. People say the world has changed. Fortunately, our relationship hasn't changed yet. Let's say goodbye, not bye. Hello. Even if the world doesn't go my way, let's count just a few nights as we wish. I'll never forget the day we meet again. Um, and I was just thinking, like, maybe with like the whole pandemic and the way all the members are going to military uh when he mentions like talks about the relationship like it hasn't changed but like when he said yet yeah, it made me feel like he's talking about the future and what's to come like i don't know if he was talking about like oh you know maybe maybe you won't you know, you won't, you won't love us as much or with this absence of BTS being a whole, you'll, you'll not love us together as much as you do individually. Um, but I think what also, okay, I'll also say this. See, okay. I'm about to be all over the place. I also, when I heard this, I also thought in my head was like, this song sounds like the kind of song that like you would put out knock on wood but put out when like your group is like disbanding or something it kind of because it kind of felt like a goodbye and um and I really felt that when he said let's say goodbye not bye hello um and then you know at the end he'll he said like I'll never forget the day we meet again and so I was thinking maybe he can't wait until no like I was just thinking like you know maybe he can't wait until you know everyone's back together everyone's out of the military everyone fans are back together you know you just can't wait till that day and he knows that day will be like so so amazing and he will never forget it because I think it's interesting that he said I'll never forget the day we meet again um because 
like that meet is like in the future like I'm going to meet you like at some point and so I think that was interesting but I mean for sure he could be talking to the members as well so like I really don't know um so yeah my thoughts are like really all over the place with this one like I feel like this one I probably need to spend like a day with just reading the lyrics and really trying to interpret it because like a girl was lost um the second lyric that I had was as time goes by someone will be forgotten just do what you want time is like a wave it will be washed away like the ebb but don't forget to find me um Again, I feel like this goes back to, like, he's saying it's like a goodbye song. But at the same time, it's not, like, a full goodbye. It's more like, I'll see you later. Um, So, yeah. And, and it seems like while he's gone or away, um, it seems like he's just, you know, telling us to live our best lives in the meantime. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what this song's about. <laughs> like, I really try hard to interpret it, but I can't figure it out. But I will also think, it, I also just wanted to point out just now while I was reading it, it's interesting that he, um, he mentioned like water, like waves, um, waves again. It made me think about the whole sandcastle analogy about forever. Um, and like, I believe the ebb is like when the water comes in and it pulls away. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. You guys, you're listening to me like, Amber, what are you saying? Like, Y'all, I don't even know myself, but um, that's just the best way I can think of interpreting this song. I think just in general, I was, I'm very, I think if I had more time to sit with it, I'm just very conflicted on whether it's a, a, a see you later to BTS, see you later ARMY, like, what is it? But I think the gist of it is, is, like, I think, okay, if I sit here and really think about it, I think right now the gist of it is no matter what happens in life, no matter what changes occurs between any relationship that, you know, we have, you have, like, we we as ARMY or the members of BTS has towards the group in general, like, you know, it's still okay because we'll all come back together again because we do share a bond and that um, it's fine if we quote unquote forget each other or like get lost in our own lives to the point where maybe we're not as in touch with each other as we once were. As long as at the end of the day, we still come back together and we live our best lives together. Um, Yeah. So that's the best way I could interpret it, the song. Um, so yeah, Melissa, you have anything to add or say? Oh, yes, that's something something that's something I was looking up um as we were talking. But um I mean I think you're pretty much on par with the thought that this could be to Army and to BTS. Um mm. so that makes sense to me. Um, maybe I just chose a direction because I was like, it's, this is a little bit confusing. I need to like <laughs> a lyric that makes sense to me and that I think kind of makes sense with the whole scope of the song or the theme of the song. Yeah, so I mean, it, it sounds to me like this is like going to be a trend. Like, did J-Hope, okay, besides J-Hope, um, besides J-Hope, I think all of the members, well, no, I don't think RM did, did he? 
No, he didn't really have a. I'm trying to think of who like had like a song that was technically, I guess, to Army and BTS at the end. So far, it's been like Jimin and Woongi. I don't think RM really had a song that was to Army as yet. I don't know because part of it feels like, and then I don't. I was trying to look up his album because I don't I couldn't remember if he had done an interlude I'm just th- thinking I'm just looking at like the themes like in like this I guess the similarities in the solos so far because I know that like okay well I know that like in some groups with the solos there's kind of like a continuation of source or um Or like some similarities between like the in in like I don't know like connecting I guess the different solos. So I was just wondering if there's like this is like a new thing. Like, are they gonna do interludes and in like army songs? Like, are they like working through what the connections are gonna be in their solos? Um, like J Hope's um, I guess fan song technically seem like a bit of an afterthought and RM's probably gonna have something um come out also um that'll be like something just separate from the album but it seemed like by the time they got to they started putting together Jimin's and Sugar's I don't know it's just the, the format just seems like so similar and so I'm just wondering if this is like what they're gonna do moving forward or maybe it's just completely up to them as to whether or not they want to include a fan song or fan-related song on their album or just do something separately moving forward. I was just thinking about like what the other ones are probably going to look like. Like Jungkook's might be next. I don't know. He's been shown like, you know, working with people or whatever. But I'm just wondering what the what to expect next. That's all. Um, there was something that I wanted to say about his about Sugar's album though. Um, I forgot to say earlier about with the song with J Hope. I like that he did drill. I don't know how I completely forgot to write this down. I don't know. I guess I thought in my head I was gonna like remember to um say it. Apparently I didn't. But I just I love that he tried out drill music. Um, I don't know. I really I I really love drill in like K-pop. I don't know. Something about it just, I don't know. It just makes me happy. I don't know. Something about it. I don't know. I really don't know why I like it so much, but I just love that they tried it. Um, It sounded really good. Really good. I was just say good and great and came out as good. But, um, and something else I wanted to say. We touched on this earlier, but we, I don't think we ever like said, said it, but um, for the people part two song, it was a, that was a song that Sugar had said that he wasn't sure if he was gonna name it Sarang for oh. love or Sarang, or just like completely take off the ending and put it Sara and let us decide what it means. And um, that's why I was saying, like, thank goodness he didn't do that because as someone, especially so, especially as someone who is not, you know, doesn't really know Korean like that, like I would have been so confused. Because can you imagine our conversation if it was just Sara and we just would have been going back and forth like, well, he could be talking about Sarang, he could have been talking about Sarang, and like da 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 da. And you know, and both of us, we can we we can go on tangents and we can go on tangents for a while. 
And this, I'm just so glad that he had he put a focus to that song. That's all I was thinking. Like, you don't understand the breath of the sigh of relief I had when he said that, knowing that we were going to review this song, like uh, me knowing that we were going to review this song. I was like, thank goodness he chose something because I would have been so confused. I just want to say with that, um, it's it's funny because I see what he was going for because I think it was in one of the verses he he played with Saddam and Sarang. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just so funny because like that's what it was. But I thought I think I was reading an interview or something or something. I can't remember what I was reading because I was trying to research on what the chorus meant. But I think I just came across like a random thing where he was talking about how at first he was going to leave it up to interpretation, and then he was like when he had other people listen to it, and then um, he told them the name of the song. People were like, "Oh, well, you know, we I mistook it for like." live and he was like no 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 okay now we really gotta <laughs> we really gotta pick a title for this so um yeah i agree think think thank you yungi <laughs> for choosing a title and not leaving it up to interpretation thank you um but yeah that's all i wanted to uh touch on but you got anything else to say no All right. Well, uh, this has been another two-parter. I believe our last one was a two-parter too. So I think, I don't know, is this like going to be a thing (laughs) when it comes to members' albums? Um, It might be. Um, But anyway, so yeah, so that's it. Thank you for joining us today. And we really hope you enjoyed this two-part episode. Um, If you have any thoughts on today's episode or yesterday's episode, you can definitely let us know on Instagram, Twitter, or you can email us. The links are in the description. If you like this episode and want to hear more, please subscribe and follow. We hope you stay safe. And yeah, we'll talk to you later.